Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au. My name is Kaylin and I'm from and from the Brainwaves team today we have Rachel. And this week we will be talking to Ben who's a volunteer on the Wellways helpline and he's here to talk about the Dharma Aloka meditation course that he attended in Warialik. Hi Ben, welcome to Brainwaves. Hi Kaylin, hi Rachel. Hi Ben. Okay, so I guess um, to start today, could you tell us a bit about uh, Vipassana, tell me if I'm saying this wrong, meditation? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, yeah, it's pretty good, uh, Kaylin. Um, <laughs> yeah, Vipassana is a, it's a type of meditation. It's been mm-hmm. around for a very, very long time. It's, uh, sort of, it's a tradition from way back in 2,500 years ago oh, wow. with Gautama the Buddha. Yep. And it's, uh, it's a type of insight meditation. Okay. So it's about observing things as they are. Ah, interesting. So the, the basic concept is, I guess, in a nutshell, is that typically when someone says something to you or does something to you that, you know, might sound waves come mm-hmm. across through the air and into your ears and into your to mind and then your mind creates meaning and then in reaction to that meaning, your body creates sensations. Okay. And so you're not actually reacting to what's going on out here. You're reacting to the sensations inside. So it's like sort of preventing yourself from having those reactions no 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 no. it's about observing those reactions and those sensations so you observe the sensations of course what do sensations do they arise and then they pass away ah so it's just letting them do their own exactly so it's not about suppressing feelings and it's not about reacting because we're often blindly reacting to stuff it's about Mm -hmm. just observing them for what they are Mm. and letting them pass away interesting so often if i find myself if i don't observe the feeling and i and i suppress them they get sort of lodged and I get tight. And, oh. and then, you know, often often in life when, um, uh, I guess, uh, when a difficult thought comes up, I'm often going for a bit of chocolate or I turn the telly on or I check my phone or I, or I distract myself. Yeah. But the idea with through the meditation practice, instead of going for the distraction, you sit there and you feel the feeling. It doesn't get caught down there. You know, lodged in the body and burst out as anger that you don't know why you're angry at a later date. You've mm. it's felt and it's, it's like, like for me, feelings are just things that they just want to be felt. Yeah, and so yeah. it's about feeling them and and so them, I guess that's what you're learning to do on this course. Yeah, well, that's why. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lot, very long process. Long, very <laughs> process. Yeah, and and so I guess where would you start? Like if you were to look back on. Mm-hmm you know, when you first went the first time, like what sort of, what triggered you to go or not triggered you? What, what, yeah. you know, what was the process? What, what happened for you? Well, I guess I could sort of talk you through how the course works. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, if you want to learn for passion and meditation, mm-hmm. you have to do a 10 day course. Okay. That's the, the courses. Um, if it's sort of determined that if you want to understand the full process, you need to actually go through the 10 yeah. days. Okay. And the 10 day course is a recording, uh, of, uh, uh, 
a man named Goenka, and it was mm -hmm. recording done in uh, in the States back in 2000, and, and it's more or less you sit there and you listen to cassettes, and mm -hmm. there's video, one-hour video presentations in the evening that you watch. Mm -hmm. And it goes through a set process, and there's mainly there's more or less three parts to it. So the first part are all these, there's some rules. Mm -hmm. And there's rules like no killing, obviously not allowed to kill the teachers or I was any other say, students. That might, be a, that might interrupt things a <laughs> that, little bit. That's right, or a mosquito that's annoying oh, you, or okay. a spider that wow. might be in your room at night. Because yeah. the idea is you're trying to purify your mind. Yeah. So you can't be doing any, any uh, adding, adding new impurities in yeah. at the yeah. same time. And the, the other rules are, you know, there's sort of no eating after midday. Mm -hmm. There's no lying. Mm -hmm. And to help with the no lying, there's a noble silence. Ah, and what does a what is a noble silence? Noble silence means not just not talking to anyone else. Yeah, it means not communicating physically with anyone else. Oh wow! So like no body language. No, or... nothing. So wow. instead of looking at someone to thank them for you know passing you something. Yeah. Well, no one passes you anything. Yeah. You, you have to <laughs> you get, get it, get it yourself. yourself. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you sort of just look down or look away. And the reason is one, you you can't lie, but mm -hmm. because you're sitting there with your thoughts, and often when you sit there and there's you know, in life we generally have lots of new stimulation mm -hmm. coming in. Mm -hmm. In this circumstance, there's no no new stimulus, so the mind goes back to all sorts of diff, you know, possibly difficult things that start mm. to arise. Yeah, and that can make quite difficult emotions of arise. Course. And yep. then if you start talking to other people, you're really affecting their process. And so it's like an individual experience amongst a lot of people. Exactly. Wow. And so the other thing is you start to observe the sensations in your body yeah. and you might be having this wonderful sensation and oh, and you want to share it and then someone so will think, oh, what's wrong with me? I'm not having, I'm not not having, having this great <laughs> sensation. So, yeah, so it's just you and your mind okay. sitting there, eyes closed for about wow. nine hours a day, starting wow. at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, that's intense. That's a, that's awesome. Mm. And I guess um, the next question I'm going to ask is out of pure curiosity. But like, is there a cost involved? Like, do you do you have to pay to go to these courses? And I've heard of some that they are um, pay what you can kind of thing. Is it that mm. sort of situation? Or? Yeah, it's it's that sort of thing, which which makes it um, kind of nice in a way because they will not let you pay any donation. Yeah. Unless you've completed the full ten days. Oh, wow. And so the idea is you're there on the charity of students who have done the full 10 days. Yeah. And so with a lot of things, when you pay for something, you think, well, I paid for this. I want a nicer breakfast. I want this and this yeah. and this. Well, they're saying, no, these students are saying, you do the course exactly how it is and it'll work for you because throughout the process, it's a really it's a really tough thing to so go through. So you're essentially paying for the next people that come along. Exactly. Oh, so, that's beautiful. Yeah, because the, the course itself, you've got the, the rules to start with yeah. and there's a number of other rules and then... Yeah. You know, it's it's not 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 too much, but enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then um, the first three and a half days, yeah, uh, you do a meditation technique called anapana, and anapana is where you focus just on the your upper lip and your nostrils. Wow, three and a half days. Just like, and that's the whole t like in that meditation. Sorry, what was the meditation time again? That well, you yeah, it's about eight to ten hours. Yeah. You, you so what was it called again? Noble silence. Noble silence. Yes. So, so that's when you would focus sitting on there, that? cross legged, and or, or on a chair if yeah. you, you you have a difficult back or whatnot. But you're sitting yeah. still, and you're just observing the sensations, oh, wow. and it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. What sort of things did you start to? I guess, feel or notice when you were doing that? I start to notice the sensations. It starts to slowly arrive, mm -hmm. the sensations there. But the, the thing that's really interesting is I start to observe what my mind's doing. Mm. Because mm. my mind 
doesn't it doesn't want to do that it doesn't it, <laughs> it didn't want to uh, just focus on this part mm. and it wants to roam free that's what it's used to doing it likes to go here there and everywhere and when i kept bringing it back it starts to get angry yeah it starts to say this guy's an idiot this is a stupid thing what are you doing here you're such a deal going to this place and they get stronger and stronger and stronger and then eventually it gives up mm. so they say a lot of people typically leave it's either on the second day or the sixth day. The second oh, day yeah. is that day when the mind gets really grumpy about having to do things it doesn't want to do. Wow. And the sort of thoughts that come up. And, and then you realise that, you know, you're not your thoughts. The thoughts just arise. They're, they're separate to you. And yeah. you can observe your thoughts. So I wonder what's behind that. That's the thing that would interest me, like as an outsider. Mm. If you're getting that block from your brain, I guess what's what's behind there that... Is stopping you exactly from, yeah. so what's your mind trying to protect yeah. you from because yeah. there might be some feeling mm. emotion that's been caught in your body mm. from you at you know some circumstance when you're a child and it was too strong an emotion for you to deal with mm. like you might have been just left in the supermarket for 20 minutes mm. and a bit lost but yeah. that was you know the end you of the impacted. world back then yeah, and course. that emotion was so strong and of course to to, to have to feel those sort of things is not yeah. pleasant mm. wow. and so do do you think people find some sort of closure or resolve from from doing that or you know um, accessing those memories or does it tend to have a negative effect or is it a positive thing or is it very individual it can be individual? it's it's yeah. a, it's it's really hard to say because yeah. i'm sitting there with my eyes closed yeah <laughs> well yeah this is true look i barely so, understand my yeah. own mind i have no well, idea you, how this works you, on someone else but for me yeah. it uh yeah i work through a lot of things because that the third part of the the mm. technique mm -hmm. is uh, the Vipassana meditation, mm -hmm. and that's more or less scanning the body from the top of the head mm -hmm. to the tip of your toes and very slowly going through it piece by piece. And I guess when, when I get stressed, my muscles tense up. I guess that's probably that's quite similar normal, for yeah. a lot of people, and there might be certain muscles that often hold a lot more tension. Mm -hmm. Well, if you know consciousness is just vibrating energy and it's a transfer of information throughout our body, then that can get tense too and caught in pockets. Oh, interesting. In, this is what the, the, so the, the technique yep, yep. is. And so when I scan my body, there might be parts where it's just no sensation, no tingles, no nothing. And so eventually if I keep scanning and keep sort of holding my attention there, the sensations slowly start to come. Mm. And then what might happen after you've been doing it for quite a while and scanning the body and the, the sort of, it sort of starts to loosen and dissolve that energy and these whatever's trapped in there starts to come up and oh, yeah, it can be quite an intense experience wow. to feel those feelings. Yeah. But then yeah, each time I've gone there, I've left feeling lighter and taller and yeah, like something's left. But mm, it's, so yeah. how many times have you gone? How many times have you done the course? I've done three, which is not a lot in the world of a bush. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just, you know, kindergarten, yep. kindergarten level, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's certainly, it's really interesting and it's, it seems like a really gentle technique. Yeah. It's, it's as if the body releases what you're able to deal with. Okay. It won't do anymore. It won't be pleasant. Yeah, but, but it's not damaging. But from my experience, yeah. it hasn't been. I know yeah. that um, uh, with the, the, the course, that, yeah. uh, if, if someone has um, serious mental health difficulties, mm -hmm. Um, it's not designed to resolve all those. Mm. And the people there are all volunteers. They're not yeah. trained mental health professionals. So okay. it's, it's um, yeah, it's not a cure-all, yeah. as nothing is, as we yep. all know. We all but know that, yes. It's something that can be explored. I was going to say, help. yeah, something different that people exactly. can look at from a holistic um, point of view, which we all love. So Exactly. Maybe yeah. this works, maybe it doesn't, yeah. who knows. But it's certainly, 
you know, our mind is how we perceive everything. So to get a bit more understanding on what the hell's going on in there, it's, uh, it's, it's possibly not a bad thing. Mm. So the time that you're not um, doing noble yes. silence, yeah. is it? Yes. Yeah. Um, so you don't interact with anyone during that time. So how, no. what happens like with meals and sleeping and mm. all of that sort of thing? And yeah, it's um, surprisingly you don't need to talk when, <laughs> when you're eating. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's volunteers there. People come and volunteer for the 10 days. Yeah. And they, I've done that on a, on a shorter course, which you're allowed to do a three-day course after you've completed oh, okay. a 10-day course. Yeah. And volunteers come and they prepare the food and they put it all out and then everyone comes in when the, everything's on a gong, as you'd expect. Yeah. At a place like that, everyone comes in and, and gets their food and, and, uh, and that's more or less it. And the sleeping quarters, you're in shared rooms with little petition walls and curtains across mm-hmm. the sort of bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's how the sleeping areas were. Wow. But one thing that was really interesting was with the food is on the 10th day, mm-hmm. you're allowed to talk. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's like a big thing. You're allowed to start talking and then you think, well... What do I actually have worth saying? <laughs> what, what, you know, do I have anything of any value to yeah. break a nine-day silence? And it's yeah. really hard to actually think of something worthwhile. But yeah. eventually, everyone starts talking, and there's, you know, everyone's super happy and high because they've, you know, released a lot of stuff. And um, I remember I was there, and each morning, you know, you have your breakfast, and you might be on the patio. I've always gone at summertime, and and I sit there, and it's very peaceful, and I enjoy my breakfast. It's great. And then on the tenth day, when everyone's talking, I was standing in the same spot, and I felt lonely. I felt like, oh, everyone else is talking and I'm here by myself. And I thought, what's going on? It's exactly the same thing as I've done all those other days. And just that idea that it's, you know, it's it's not, it's not, I'm creating this loneliness myself based on what's going on around me. It's a perfect example of what, you know, the whole meditation, I guess, is supposed to teach you. Exactly. There you go. So you had that awareness just in that that little experience with eating breakfast. Eating breakfast, (laughs) yeah. Well, it's so interesting because you would have thought that you'd be lonely not talking to anyone, like Mm. the entire nine days. But then the Mm. fact that as soon as everybody is communicating, you feel like you don't belong What's wrong with me? I'm left out. Why doesn't anyone want to talk to me? All that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's that that idea of just starting to observe thoughts mm-hmm. and noticing when you know you st- I start identifying with thoughts as you know I have a negative thought and then it's oh this is always the way it is or I have a a negative thought and my whole life's a mess and then I notice now I can even notice that you know before I have a negative thought about someone else that person so and so whatever. I've had a feeling of insecurity about myself about, you know, five, yeah. ten seconds, 20 seconds before. And so it's got n- nothing to do with that person. It's all, it's my insecurity, my own personal insecurity. And I'm, my mind is sort of as a defensive mechanism yeah. taking it out on someone else. So you're able to, I guess, um, deflect that in a way or be aware of it first, which is really mindful, but then to be able to go explain it. So does that make it easier? So that those th- you're not having those thoughts as often? Or? Yeah, of course. Well, it's Once you sort of sit there for such a long time and you start working through this stuff and you realise how amazing all this stuff going on inside is, mm. I started to be kinder to myself, oh. be nicer because... We could all know, use that. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop relying on someone else to be nice to you and, and be nice to myself. Yeah. And the, the more I'm nice to myself... Oh, the more I'm nice to everyone else because I realise it's, you know, it's in life I, I figure that 
life's hard. Yeah. Everyone's struggling. Everyone's got this dialogue of stuff going on in their mind and mm-hmm. and it's really difficult. And so to have a little bit of more kind understanding of how difficult it is to sit yeah. and be with your thoughts and then everyone else is doing the same. Mm. It's a lot easier to be kind to everyone else mm. and more understanding about, you know, all the struggles we all have. Yeah. Okay, so um, it's often said that meditation changes your brain and the way that your body responds to depression, anxiety, PTSD. Um, do you think that's accurate? Uh, for me, I, I guess the mind's always changing. It's mm. always in a state of change. Yep. So if we're doing whatever, the mind's going to be changing. In terms of depression and anxiety, um, I guess depression is a lot to do with ruminating again about the past and and meditation, just on a very basic level, you know, you start to observe your breath. Mm-hmm. That's a great thing. The mind loves movement, so the breath's a really nice tool to, to start to focus the mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I'm depressed, uh, my exhales will be oh, longer <laughs> than my inhales. And if I'm anxious, where I'm ruminating about the future, thoughts going around and around, like, oh, I'm all inhales. And so that just understanding of where the breath's at, I can start to see where I'm anxious wow. or depressed because mm-hmm. if it's yeah. not balanced and anything... Not working in the breath is usually reflects something not working in the mind. Wow. There's some sort of little glitch going on there. And so meditation is just that ability to observe myself. For, well, it's the way I, the way I see it. And, and also that idea that, you know, I guess I, I'm not an expert on the science of all this <laughs> stuff, but with mirror neurons, you know, when someone smiles at me, mm-hmm. then I, my mirror neurons go off and I do a little smile and then mm-hmm. I feel, oh, that feels nice and I have those sensations and yeah. I understand that's how... The other person must be feeling. And so if I, the more I enhance my ability to feel those sensations inside, the more empathetic I can be to other people. Ah, interesting. That is interesting. So you'd say it's more like you just understand the way your brain works better through practicing meditation. It doesn't really, well, it might, I mean, change what's inside. We don't really know, do we? Or how we respond. There's lots of books that say, you know, this (laughs) is a a fantastic thing and it does, you know, enhance a lot of stuff in in Mm. the mind. I can't tell you exactly what, but, uh, um, yeah, it's it's just to, you know, when the body goes into stress, um, you know, the body does its old, uh, you know, lizard brain or whatever taking over and, and, um, you know, the, the blood starts going to the major muscle groups and away from the frontal cortex. And, <laughs> and uh, so obviously the, the thinking abilities decreased. And so it's better to have that oxygenated blood in the frontal cortex and stay calm in the rest and digest mode. And that, that ability to observe the body, just by observing it, often naturally calms itself. Mm. So is meditation something you've always practiced? Um, and do you continue to do it when you also aren't taking part in the course? It's, it's an issue. The, one of the really nice things about meditation is that you've always got something to do. So if you're in a queue at the supermarket, you're on a busy train <laughs> and it stops like it did this morning, it stopped in the tunnel, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this is a nice opportunity to, to do some more meditation and to start to feel some of those feelings and get the body a little bit calmer. So I do do it. I try and do it, you know, try and keep that observation of what's going on inside as much as I can. And I find my mental health's better the more I'm able to maintain that, the less I get caught in what's going on in, mm. in the outside world. But the practice, re, re, you know, suggests you do an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening. Mm-hmm. And my practice tends to wane a little bit. <laughs> I was going to say, are you that <laughs> <laughs> But I do do it when I've had a stressful day. And yeah. the, the most important times I find to, to do the meditation, I, I, I do it each day, not to the one hour's um, sessions, um, is when I've had a really stressful day. Mm. Because when, when I'm 
really stressed and there's a lot of emotions of the day. You know, we sort of know that when we sleep, half the time sort of processing, you know, my basic understanding is processing the events of the day, what memories we keep, what we get rid of. So Mm. if there's all these difficult emotions that haven't been felt from the day, what am I going to do when I'm sleeping? My body's going to twitch and want to turn and all this sort of stuff. So my quality of my sleep is going to be no good. The next day I'll wake up grumpy because I had less quality sleeps. Mm -hmm. But if I sit and meditate before I go to bed, and I slow the mind down, because meditative meditation is in, in some ways sort of like wakeful sleep. The mm. speed of the mind actually slows down to that same level. So, yeah, it's it's that's that's one other interesting thing about the vipassana is this idea that by by observing the sensations in the body, the subconscious is always aware of those sensations. So, what does the subconscious do with those sensations? It reacts to them. Of course. And so often we know, the conscious mind knows, look, I shouldn't have that bit of chocolate cake or whatever before I go to bed. We know that. Mm. But the subconscious is reacting constantly to that. So this process of vipassana, the idea is that we're training the subconscious not to react. Mm. By observing them with equanimity, we're not reacting to the sensations that sort of weakens the subconscious reactions. Mm. So we start to gain a little bit more ability to let go of certain certain thoughts and, and desires. So if other people that are listening would like to find out more about completing the course as well, how would they go about doing that? Uh, online, there is lots and lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you Google uh, dharma.org, there's, it talks about all the centres. Just about every city around the world has got one of these centres nearby. Mm-hmm. I know that they run exactly the same course in many prisons around the world, so that's another way in if you'd <laughs> like to do it because I know the ones in, in Melbourne, they mm-hmm. book out incredibly quickly. How do you make sure you can reserve a spot in time? Or no, you got to get lucky? on. You got to go. You, you got to be ready for the date okay. when it comes on and, and go for it. Like you to, know, when you're going to your favorite concert, and you've exactly, go to exactly. <laughs> oh, these these courses are so popular yeah. because I think well, it must be that people get a lot out of them. Yeah, it's fascinating. Thank you, Ben, for coming on today. I could listen to you talk forever and ever. It's an absolutely fascinating subject, and I hope our listeners go and do some research. It sounds amazing. Um, And thank you, Rachel, as well. Um, That's all for today's show. Uh, But you can find more of our shows on our website, uh, brainwaves.org.au, or on the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au, or on iTunes. Feel free to send us feedback or suggestions for the shows via email at brainwaves at wellways.org. Thanks for listening and we'll be back next Wednesday at 5pm for another episode of Brainwaves on 3CR. Well, uh, thank you, Ben, for coming on today's show. Um, I could sit and listen to you talk about this for hours. It's absolutely fascinating. Thanks, Kaylin. Thanks, Rachel. I've really enjoyed coming in. Thanks. It's been really good. Yeah, and thanks, Rachel, as well. Um, And I definitely say to our listeners to go and uh, check out more information about this. Uh, I think it sounds amazing. Um, But that's all for today's show. But you can find more of our shows at our website, brainwaves.org.au, or on 3CR website, 3cr.org.au, or on iTunes. Feel free to send us feedback or suggestions for today's show via email at brainwaves at wellways.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday at 5pm for another episode of Brainwaves on 3CR. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.